Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Thank you for tuning in. I am here to remind you that you are a product of your decisions. You have the power to decide exactly where you want to be tomorrow. You get to decide exactly where you want to be one week from now, one year from now, five years from now. You are not a product of your circumstances. And this is why I'm bringing you today a story of overcoming. My guest today, Julie Tice, is a business coach, online marketing business strategist, psychology expert to high-level entrepreneurs. She went from a life of homelessness, foster care, chronic poverty, to building a six-figure coaching and consulting empire. One golden nugget that Julie drops is that through her upbringing of chronic poverty, she took every chance of free education as gold. She drops so many golden nuggets in this episode, so be sure to stay tuned until the end. Enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jolie. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so let's go way back to your early years. Tell us about your childhood. How was it like? Yeah, so childhood was rough to put a blanket statement word on it. It was a type of childhood that I don't think anyone should have to go through. It was lined with a lot of poverty, a lot of pain, a lot of abuse. I grew up with a single mom and, you know, she definitely did her best. But at the same time, it wasn't enough for us to ever get ahead. So we experienced, there was times I was in foster care. There was times where I was homeless. There was many times I would go downstairs and the lights wouldn't turn on before school, or I'd have to find a friend's house that I could shower at because our hot water had been turned off for weeks. That's kind of what my small brain lived in from ages one to until I finally left the house at 18. So there was just really, it was a lot of chaos, a lot of moments of are we ever going to be stable? Is this ever going to level out? And in my case, it didn't. It didn't for 18 years plus until I got out of the house. And that's how poverty works. That's how it works for a lot of families and people who do suffer through it. It's a hard thing to break out of. Mm -hmm. And I really honor your courage to talk about your low points, right? To show the world the empowerment that you can get out of that. So what were some of the other low points in your life? Yeah, well, with poverty, just statistically, it comes with such high stress. So in the trailer parks that you're living, there's going to be a lot of abuse. There's going to be sexual, physical abuse, mental abuse. And then there's going to be that chaos, food scarcity, just really all of the unknowns that come with that. A lot of substance abuse that goes on with the adults that are living there, with the kids that are products of that. So it's, you know, you have one thing, which is the poverty, the being homeless. That is one layer of it that creates trauma, but then you have all of these other layers that are really byproducts of poverty. That was what I experienced. That's what I lived in every single day. And then when you have a family that is living in poverty, then you get a lot of mental health issues too. So there was times where although we weren't homeless, I would come home and wasn't allowed to stay at home. 
and have nowhere to go. And then, like you said, you, thank you for the courage of speaking with it. It came with so much shame too for a long time. So I am happy to be here talking about it for anyone who has had a past story of pain because it doesn't have to be shameful. You might feel that way, but it can really turn you into someone that is going to use it to help others and to lay a blueprint down for others. When did it start to get better? Not until I, you know, right? Because that's a good point too. You like we're talking about these different layers. You get out, but you're not out. You still have all of this and you work with mindset. I know a lot with your clients as well. So you get into it and you have a whole brain that has been wired for survival. That's been wired for there's never enough. It's been wired in neglect and pain. So even when I, I got out, got out, quote unquote, when I was 18, put everything in the truck, drove up to the university that we have in our state. And I told them like, I want to go to school. And they're like, you're not enrolled. You're not going to school. Like, how are you going to pay for it and everything? And I cried at the admissions office, cried, cried, cried. And then finally, some lady helped me. She enrolled me. She got me financial aid. And four years later, I graduated with highest honors. But there was still, even while I was in college, it's like, how do I navigate that with out money to pay for books. So I was stealing books. I was stealing food from the dining hall because I didn't have the meal plan that stretched out for all of the days. So it was a lot of stuff I feel like that compounded in it. And then it's about how do I create a better life when this is really laid out in almost my bloodstream. It's what I'm carrying with me every single day. And so it really started changing. I say my two loves were finding psychology mastery and business strategy. And that's what I implement for all my clients working as a business coach. And so my undergrad degree is in psychology. So I really found how does the brain work? How can I make the brain start to work different? And then with on top of that, my passion became how do we find financial freedom for other women? And I found that in entrepreneurship and that's where I became very passionate about teaching that. So really only in the last few years and there's still stuff, of course, I'm going to struggle with, I'm going to bring in from my past. I really try to teach my clients. It's not about getting to this place of ultimate bliss. It's about how can you create results even when you're struggling? What would you say was the top few barriers or constraints that you had to crush in order to get to where you are today? I would really say the top one was believing that I could be anyone else besides a girl that came from a trailer park because I really had to find evidence and hold on to it like magic that I could be someone else. There was no, there wasn't any evidence to say that I was ever going to be anyone different. There was no evidence to say that I could ever help people, that I could be a role model for people, especially where I came from. And I had to, I had to believe in it like you believe in Santa Claus or like you believe in magic, like you believe in something that you can't see yet. And I had to hold on to that. And even when everything wasn't working, I had to still hold on to the belief. Even when people said it wasn't going to work, to hold on to the belief that I was meant to do something more. Absolutely. And what other advice would you give someone who might be in the lows of life or who feel they're not at the place where they want to be at? Mm -hmm. I would really say, you know, kind of like going back how I said that bliss isn't just something that you reach. I hear a lot of people and they're like, oh, I hope you find happiness, but you're going to find happiness and you're going to find sadness. You're how I teach. And I'm different than a lot of life coaches or coaches on the market because I'm not teaching, you know, just be happy, just be happy. Just think this. I recognize you're going to have pain. I recognize you're going to have bad days. You're going to have sadness. And so the advice I would say for people who are in it is 
don't take away your power that you can still create results in your pain because you can. And that's been what I have shown to, that's been my trajectory and what I've shown hopefully to people who look up to me and to my clients. But it's not about, I have to be perfect. I have to get to this ultimate bliss point, this ultimate happiness point, this ultimate healed point before I can help people, before I can make an impact, before I can follow my dreams. I was going towards my dreams head down, even while I was still being torn down. So for anyone who's in it, I would say, don't wait until you're better. Start in the pain. Oh yeah. As women, we are never ready. We never really actually feel ready for the next version of ourselves, right? So when your clients feel not ready, what do you do to push them? I would just like ready doesn't exist. (laughs) You're never going to feel ready. And I always say, use it as a signal that that's what you should do. You know, our next level self is outside of our comfort zone. So what does that mean when we feel uncomfortable, when we feel like we're not ready? Take it as a sign and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is exactly what I meant to be doing. So many people run away from feeling uncomfortable. And instead I say, run towards that. If you find something in your day that makes you uncomfortable, like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I have anxiety about this. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Take it as a sign, like think, goodness, this is so good. You just hit the jackpot of where your next level self is. Absolutely. I love that analogy. (laughs) Would you say you have some failures along the way? For me, I mean, in the typical sense of how someone might define it, probably yes. But for me, I always say there, there, I don't believe in failures because all of it was lessons that I needed to learn along the way. And I wouldn't ever want to take those away. And so there, everything that you're going through is making you into a person. So I always say, how can I say that I failed? And I use this example sometimes with clients about the stock market, you know, it'll go up and then it'll go down, it'll go up and it'll go down. But the only time the stock really fails is if the company goes bankrupt, you know, you take your money out before, before it was about to go up. So I say that in life too, like the only time we really fail is if we take ourselves out of the game or we completely give up. And for me, I haven't ever completely taken myself out of the game. I've pivoted. I've changed. I've had goals. I thought that I wanted that I didn't reach, but then I capitalized on those. So things have changed, but they weren't failures because I never took myself out of the game. Your story of overcoming is really amazing to me. Did you overcome through these mindset blocks yourself or did you have mentors or coaches to help you? You know, it was, I mean, I started right when I was in college with a counselor and I really do feel like that saved my life. There was so much progress that needed to be made in the beginning because I was consistently living in fight or flight. So there was just basic needs like Maslow's hierarchy of needs that I just didn't even have the basics down. So that's where I started. And then getting into it, learning about psychology from my professors. And that's what I studied. That's what I did my undergrad research in. And that's what I went on to study in for my master's. So I learned a lot just about the human brain and always wanted to apply it to myself. Something too, growing up poor, I never had resources. So I took free information like gold. If someone's listening to this podcast, take it like gold. Cause I sat in a room and I remember the, uh, my RIT 101 teacher, she was also a life coach and she was giving us just this gold. And I could see all the other kids, you know, they're kind of rolling their eyes. They're not, and they're not going to take it and they're not going to implement it. 
I'm sitting there with a notebook because I valued free information so much because I couldn't pay for anything at the time. So I think it's great for anyone who finds this podcast, take what, take what we're saying on here because there's gold in this and you really can take the free stuff and apply it and it can change your life. And then when you're ready, so that's where I started. Then when I was ready, I started to up level. I did, you know, for a long time, I was figuring out with myself, figuring out everything that I learned with psychology. And then yes, I eventually got my first business coach when I wanted to start my own business, hired another one, hired another one. I told you before when we were talking that you're like, do you have a coach? I'm like, I have five, literally have five. So I absolutely believe in the power of investing in yourself because it is, there's so much you can do on your own and I do everything I can on my own, but then I want to know more. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. What is your favorite quote? The quote that I have, it's above, well, it's right direct, right when I wake up, it's the first thing I see. It's very simple. And all it says, I've had it there for years, years when I was struggling, I made it, I put it in a frame, I typed it out on word and put it in a frame. And I look at it every single day. And all it says is I can and I will. And I love the simplicity. I love the power. And it to me, it just states whenever I say I'm going to do something, I can do it, I have the ability to do it if I believe in it. And I will, I will do everything I say I'm going to do. And that's one of my highest values, one of the things I'm most proud of is if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I love that. And now that you are successful, do you still have those low days? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I hope people know that too. I think so often you get a role model and you put them on a pedestal and you're like, oh, they're so perfect. And they're just, you know, always on fire. They're always happy. And I could never be like that. What I love to show to my clients is we aren't, we aren't that different. The only difference is when I am in the pain, I keep going and I work through it. But I want people to stop your role models that you have on this pedestal. They do still have bad days and they have struggles. They have fears. We have insecurities, but we're acting in this, is what a true leader will do. We will act in spite of the bad days, in spite of our fears, in spite of our doubts, in spite of our insecurities. And that is the only difference I believe and the only bridge you really need across to the success. Can you share with us a couple tips or tools that you do on those little days? What do you do to reset your own mindset? I think, you know, I feel the emotion. There is, you know, with this personal development world, I think there's a lot of, you know, just switch your mindset, just switch your mindset. We're not going to acknowledge the fear and the pain and the root of the cause. So when I am having the bad days, I really try to identify where is this coming from instead of being like, Oh, I'm just going to listen to a motivational podcast. And we're going to not think about this. I'm really, I sit in it. I make myself sit in it because that's the only way we do heal from it. You can put a rug over, you know, spilled milk and the spilled milk is still there. Right. So feeling the pain one work through it, work through it challenge yourself not to turn on the music, not to turn on the podcast, not to just, you know, grab bottomless mimosas with friends, (laughs) really, you know, challenge yourself to sit with it. And then when I just kind of have those negative thoughts, those are something that I always teach my clients. When I worked as a behavioral specialist, we did this with our kids called, we would give them a replacement behavior. They're doing a behavior we didn't like, instead of saying, don't do that. We said, Hey, you know, instead of hitting yourself, why don't you hit this wall? And, you know, or instead of hitting that wall, why don't you hit this like plush, soft wall? And, you know, we gave them a replacement behavior instead of saying, don't do that because that doesn't work. So I do that a lot with my negative thoughts. If I have them creep in, because we all do and you will, when I have it creep in, instead of saying, ah, don't think that way, don't think that way. I'm always like, let's think this instead. Don't think like, oh, I'm, 
I suck at this. I'm going to fail. It's like, what if I thought instead I'm still learning? What if I thought instead I'm on my way? If I thought instead the breakthrough is always around the corner. Mm, thank you so much for those gold. Where can our listeners connect with you online? Yeah, so I run a free Facebook group. That is the best way to find me, and I would encourage everyone who is listening to this. If you got value from it, please join it. I it's called Intentional CEO. It's on Facebook, and I put out consistently free business tips, advice, a lot of this life stuff, and also it's a place where the entire community. I think we're almost at fourteen hundred members. Also puts out their business advice, their life advice on it. So it's a beautiful group. That's the best way to find me. But you you can also find me on my Instagram, which is at underscore Julie Tice and my website if you want to talk more one-on-one, -on -one, which is julietice.com. And I'll be sure to include those in the show notes so you know how to spell those. Thank you so much for having me on here. I really love what you're doing here. I think this podcast is a beautiful place for people to come and to listen. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 